Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. Journalist Liam Fitzpatrick has lived in Hong Kong all his life. The senior editor of Time.com grew up in police accommodation and now lives on Marwan Island, a Neolithic burial site and home to fishermen for centuries. So I took a ferry from Central to join Liam for a tour of the ultra-modern Park Island and then on to Marwan Old Town, which is now practically deserted, but a great resource for photographers. In the next two programmes, we take a look at Marwan, but I also hear Liam's interesting views on how we can sometimes take a bit of a romantic view of history. Well, the, the island of Marwan has been here, you know, for, for all eternity. Um, and I guess it, it first comes into the Hong Kong story, actually, in the late 18th century, I believe, not 19th, but 18th, um, uh, when a uh, British naval landing party came here uh, to kind of scout it out as a potential insular possession, if you like. Uh, and they rejected it because the currents offshore here uh, are very fast. There's also a lack of fresh water on the island, so they kind of moved on eventually, a couple of decades later, settled on Hong Kong as the island they wanted. Today, um, there's a there's still a, a fishing community here, or more of a fish farming community, but there's also this enormous estate, Park Island, uh, which is a very lovely middle class resort community, I guess. Uh, so that's that's kind of what's here now, with, it, it with palm pool, trees, with palm trees, <laughs> with swimming pools and all the rest. So you've got the kind of old Hong Kong and, and new Hong Kong together, and and in terms of. Um, you know, when I say Marwan comes into the Hong Kong story, I meant sort of Hong Kong's modern history. But in terms of the ancient history, this is the only, I think, Neolithic burial site in southern China as well. That is also on this island. Uh, so obviously this island has been peopled uh, since time immemorial. That's very exciting. I didn't realise that. So also, I mean, it's interesting. Here we've got Park Island on the one side. And over there, what's that bridge? <laughs> the, the, the Qingma Bridge, indeed. So, so the Ma in Qingma refers to Marwan, which is, uh, you know, the, the, the island of Marwan, and, and Qingyi. So that, that is the Qingma, Qingma Bridge, which is the dominant visual feature of this, uh, from, from this island and, and of this view. So, I mean, in fact, since the, well, I would say in the last 20 years, this, this area has, has changed exponentially. <laughs> yeah, as um, a, a, a former neighbour of mine uh, lived here when there was no Park Island estate, when there was just Marwan Old Town and a village in the centre of the island called Tinliu. And uh, he, his photographic record of that time is, is astonishing. I mean, it's, it was a kind of hermetically sealed, perfect <clears throat> you know, Cantonese uh, fishing community. And there, there was some farming, too, uh, kind of in, in the fields were here where Park Island now stands. Uh, it was a gorgeous, a gorgeous little community. And, and some of the villagers that live here now, uh, I, I often wonder, they must feel completely disorientated by the amount of change that's, that's happened here. Uh, some of, I mean, then these people are in the, there, there's actually a report written up of that British naval landing uh, that I was telling you about that, that took place in the late 18th century. And um, in, in, the, in the, the report, they talk about startling some of the locals and I like to think the villagers here now must be the descendants of some of those startled locals <laughs> yes Marwan <laughs> is now <laughs> Marwan is uh, now has a population of uh, 10,000 people is it, is it that many yeah yeah I, I hadn't quite realized and it's a tiny little island I mean you can you know I, 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 I do my morning jog around here and I'm it, you're all done in 45 minutes so. <laughs> 
So you were saying that uh, so this British naval uh, team came here, rejected it for lack of fresh water and yes. its currents. And the currents are treacherous. There's uh, the, the, the channel between Mawan and Lantau is called Gap Soimun. Gap Soimun means uh, uh, s- uh, strangled water, strangled water entrance because it's like it's like a sort of a, a, a neck and, it, and all the current flows very quickly through it. Uh, so it's, it's very hard to land a boat here. So you should admire the skill of the ferry, ferry guys who kind of who've brought you here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a little bit of trouble docking. But uh, you also, uh, here in uh, Marwan, you were also witness to the occasional pirate. Well, the whole of the South China coast in those days was, was pirate-infested. I mean, the, it, you know, it was synonymous with Hong Kong and with southern China. In terms of Marwan's population, so was there all, always, you think, over the past centuries, a, a little fishing community here? I certainly think the, the, the burial evidence uh, suggests that it's been inhabited for a, a long, long time. I'm not sure of the exact date uh, of the establishment of Marwan Town. But there was, um, I think, a Qing Dynasty customs post uh, here on the island as well. So, you know, it was kind of a, it, it was known. In terms, I mean, it's interesting to see now that everything's linked up, um, a very regular ferry service going over to right. Park Island or Mawan. Um, in terms of, in the past, as you said, it was hermetically sealed. Uh, of course, these fisher folk could go out in their boats, but uh, in terms of contact with the rest of Hong Kong, it would have been very limited. Yes, I think, you know, if you're talking about the first half of the 20th century, you know, you would have been limited to a kind of a, you know, I think Austin Coates talks about taking a ferry from Tayo, you know, to Ma Wan, to Mui War, and eventually ending up, you know, half a day later in Central, where he would stroll to his office in his plus fours or whatever it was. <laughs> With a parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> With a parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> you know, so th- things are kind of better now. But yes, in, in, in those days, yeah, this is, I mean, it's only 13 kilometres from Victoria. <laughs> but uh, it might as well have been a world away. Yes, indeed. And uh, in terms of the uh, Marwan fish, I mean, you're saying that now there are some fish farms yes, fish th- that exist. But in those days, they would have gone out with wooden junks. They, they, they still do go out, not in wooden junks. They, they go out in little rowboats and, and they go shrimp and squid fishing just off here. I mean, some mornings it's lovely. You wake up, uh, you know, I, I get on the ferry for my morning commute and there are just squadrons of... You know, like kind of old guys sitting in these boats looking for crustacea. And it's just like, it's just kind of like unchanging Hong Kong, like sort of tableau of unchanging Hong Kong before you, you know. Now, it's it, Marwan is uh, probably uh, an indication of the changing community that we can see in a variety of rural areas all over Hong Kong and the new territories. But it has sort of survived. But we're actually heading off to the old town of which. Uh, there are very few residents left there. I, I don't think there are any more now. There were a couple of holdouts. Um, Sunungai, the property develop, developer, has taken over that land and, and has been resettling the villages in another part of the island. So it's become this extremely um, photogenic, abandoned village, which is really a large village. If you say Marwan Town, it's really a large village. Now, I don't know whether it's, it's something about getting older, but I've never been very good with change. Uh, but I note, I'm, you know, when we look at these old villages, 
uh, some of the old public housing even you know uh, the sewage wasn't great no, um, wasn't. they had to have shared bathrooms it's easy to romance them but they were they were kind of hovels i mean my my mum for example she lived in uh, uh, taiping san guy taiping shan street in uh, in soho i mean that is now the most desirable that is the hippest street in hong kong right and uh, i've taken my mum to stand outside the location where the, the the tenement building she used to live in and it's now this you know kind of amazing you know renovated uh hipster property with gorgeous apartments inside it but she told me that they lived seven of them in uh, a, a tiny room at the front and she slept on a wooden board on an extremely narrow veranda and uh they kind of shared a, you know a, a toilet and a kitchen with five other families and it was just kind of basically horrible and when she goes there now and stands in front of you know trendy tea bars and she sees young people going by holding their lomo cameras and stuff she just kind of can't believe it this is this is marwan park and it's an extremely cantonese sort of park by which i mean everything is very ornate and very detailed so as a people we're quite fussy uh we're not content to let nature be nature we have to you know put in little pretty signs and um pave everything i think that's that's our we must pave nature that's our, that's our characteristic <laughs> approach to nature is to pave it <laughs> and then we've put this hideous uh, sort of shell fountain thing there in that kind of mock piazza and we've got school children to paint sort of hideously moral slogans on these boulders <laughs> see things like goodness and peace and uh, you know you can see a love heart there on that that planter I keep thinking if they just left this as a raw hill and just maybe had a few grassy areas for people to sit on it would just have been so much better. But sit on the grass. <laughs> but the, no, that's true. All Hong Kong children have biofear. No one <laughs> what, what am I saying? <laughs> so where did you grow up? I I grew up in uh, in uh, well the first home I remember was Shamshi Po Police Station. My father was the resident inspector. Um, before that, we you know lived in the new territories. I, I really hadn't, obviously, no memory of that. But uh, I remember uh, we lived. We had the whole top floor of Shamshi Po Police Station, and this would have been, you know, I would have been five years old, so 1970, right about that time. Very interesting time uh, to, to be there. Uh, and of course, growing up in a police station when you're a, a kid and your dad is the big man is, it's kind of fun. <laughs> you can you kind of you know. You can run riot in the armory, and, and I, used to, I, used to, I used to fall out in morning parade with all the constables in the morning. I used to go down and kind of march up and down the compound with them. They all knew me, so and all the police dogs knew me. You know, had half a dozen Alsatian friends, uh, and then just over the other side of the barbed wire was the ghetto, uh, which was a fast. Shamshi Po in those days was a fascinating place. I mean, people think it's raw now. You know, you should have seen it then. Yes, you know? uh, there would be whole families asleep on the pavement outside the police station and I used to notice they would use as bedding material uh, the cardboard boxes that our groceries had been delivered in I mean I would sort of track the progress of individual grocery shipments <laughs> the next day they would end up as bedding you know outside the station so yeah so uh, why did they sleep outside the station they had no homes you know this was a time of so did they feel there was a bit of security it was colonnaded uh, so it was sheltered from the rain but yeah, the, the district itself was extremely colourful, and I was going to school in Kowloon Tong in Beacon Hill. So every morning I would drive through 
Shamshipo, Shekhet May, that estate was new then. It was beautiful, multicolored uh, estate. Or well, so it seemed to me. When you're five, you know, you like these simple outlines. You like you, you, the, the kind of the childish Lego-like outlines of a Hong Kong Mark One or Mark II housing estate. Look kind of amazing when you're five, <laughs> and they were painted in these pastel colours. And I would say to my driver, yeah, "That's amazing. I want to live there. You know, I'd love to live there." And he would smile wryly, and oh, you would, would you? you know. <laughs> But here, we're starting to head into Marwan Old Village, is right, it? Right, this is it. This is uh, Marwan Town, as it used to be called, and it's uh, just deserted now. So this house here, uh, abandoned. Papaya trees growing wild now, you see. Do you come down here and pick them? Uh, I haven't eaten anything here, but they're presumably organic. So <laughs> you're right, I could... Uh, come and pick some and make a business for myself selling them to commuters in the morning. So I can see uh, we're heading down to the sea. Right, right. So this would have, this was the old... I mean, all the focus now of, of Marwan is at the Park Island Pier, but uh, in the old days, this would have been the hub of the island and you would have arrived by sea just here, this, this small harbour, which is it's really quite gorgeous. So this is the main harbour and the, the breakwater. At low tide, this will all be mud all the way out to there. And there'll be millions and millions of crabs all around here. Oh, really? So you can see, I mean, it's just, we've walked 10 minutes and gone from Park Island to old Hong Kong, just like that. Uh, That's one of the the lovely things about living here, is that you can just come and sort of be in touch with this at any time quite easily. It's interesting here, you've got the old village and then that modern backdrop. Oh yes, the uh, the Gap Soimun Bridge. Yes, that's right. And you can see you can see the the current flowing very rapidly out there in the channel itself. Yes, it would have been quite. So they'd have had to be very skilled. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But there are elements of the old Marwan town well worth preserving. Next week, Liam Fitzpatrick continues his tour, and we visit a lovely old temple, a beautifully renovated schoolhouse, and I hear of his love of shrimp paste. Thanks for listening, and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage. <laughs>